First of all, to give you a picture, at least in my mind, who was more, the Egyptians, the Mitzrayim, I mean, uh, the Yidden? We assume the Mitzrayim was still the predominant uh, nation there. So what do you mean by Tamalayor Tzaisim? I mean, so they had, they let, they have a, a ghetto, you have the Hitlers in Borough Park, so big deal, you know. You're going to have a Lakewood. So they're shtetl, big deal. You know, the other times towns are getting scared a little bit, but all right, but I'm saying, but the Lakewood alone wouldn't bother them. And I'm saying, so we a couple of Jews living someplace, why not for Camino? What was, was bothering them? So I lived on the east side and I saw Chinatown. Okay? I saw Chinatown encroach on what was called Little Jerusalem. And there's no more such thing. In fact, there was once a Svalum store that was in uh, that was in one of the areas of the Yiddish neighborhood, and unfortunately, Chinese came out and, and moved in. And a, guy, a Chinaman came in and wanted to buy a Chinese book, and he told me he only sells Hebrew books. He says, "Why is a Hebrew bookstore in Chinatown?" Okay, so in other words. You have to understand that it in Brooklyn. It used to be on Sixth Eighth Avenue. Now it's all the way down to to Fort Hamilton, and everything there. It's all the avenues in between. Anything they said. So you see what what chat is. So why what's what's wrong with them being here? Why is it better than the other one? It's me. I belong here. There's not no many Jews anymore. And then, so therefore, you feel that's that's the point. Meaning the place that we expected Egyptians, no more Egyptians. The Egyptians moved out; they moved further away. Okay. So anyway, so you have such a situation. So it's a problem. The question is, to who is it a problem? Okay. So the Medrash, I don't understand. There's an adage that says that they wanted to depose Pari uh, for three months because he didn't want to evict the Jews or do anything to the Jews. And uh, when he agreed to go back and do something to the Jews, then they, they put him back in his kingdom. What I find very strange about that, um, that I got it there, is a simple little psukim. The psukim said before in, in Parish's. Uh, or what do you call it, Vayigash, uh, that they all have them to Pali. They live in different parts of the country. What, what have they got to do to lose? They're Avodim. How do they tell Avodim to tell like, uh, I don't know what to do? Elevos, the Yikiwes is like Targum says. You take a look at the Targum and it says, Rayoka Malachodesh Amitzam Shaloyodas Yosef. What do you mean, Shaloyodas Yosef? Yes, he says, the law Mikhaim Xeris Yosef. He wasn't Mikhaim the Xeris of Yosef. What were the Xeris of Yosef? What is Yosef Xeris? That there was a question of power not doing. All of us, the kind of the, the fact that he, Xeris, that he gave, took away the land and he made him pay taxes. He gave him back the land. Why did he give him back the land? Because I think Power wanted. 
that the Paroi is saying, oh, we got a problem here, Mitzrayim. The Jews have taken over, right? All the Mitzrayim looked at Paroi and said, okay, so what difference does it make to us? Makes a difference to you, maybe, not to us. Oh, you want it to be because it doesn't bother you to take it over. Okay, so I'm going to give you back your land. Now it's going to bother you. And now they have to figure out what to do about it. And that's, that's what's let me time Okay. And um, so they went and they uh, they made the, the Ikerus to punish the Yidnitas. The, the Midrash again go through the different rochim that they did it was to stop Piri Varivia. Um, I don't know what it means by that, that if they wanted the Jews less, that's why they wanted to stop Piri Varivia. Because this I don't understand. If that was the Havamina of the Mitzrayim, that they did not want to have a Jewish nation, they should have killed out all the women and left the men. And what did they do? They killed out all the men and left the women. It only takes one man to impregnate a lot of women. So in that case, they would have a lot of babies still born, even though there's only one man. On the other hand, if the woman, there's a thousand men and one woman, there's only one baby that can be born. So they should have killed out the, 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 the woman, not the men. So obviously that wasn't their tachlis of, uh, of trying to wipe out Klal Yisrael. They didn't mind having Avodim in Zion. They didn't mind having uh, what he called it. And that's, and that's what they wanted. They wanted to have Avodim. And uh, you'll say, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't pay. You know, an Evid has to produce more than it, than it costs to keep him. I would assume that what the, uh, the idea was that the uh, Avodim had to bring their own food. They didn't pay for the food to, to, to feed the Avodim. Because that's the case, they had to feed, to feed the whole family and all that type of stuff. It may not be to pay, pay to have such a worker. To all of us, that they, we, we only get extra work from you. We don't think that there's only whatever you do for yourself, however you make money, that's not our problem. Uh, you have to you have to work for us 15 hours a day. You're able to work two hours when you get home. That's your problem. You can do it and then they make enough money. But meanwhile, you and your wife both are working for the state. And what does the state want from you? It wants a very disparate. It doesn't want uh, work from you. They don't, couldn't care less about the work. They just want to break your, your ability. And hopefully they will get all the money you have. How would they get all the money you have? I would assume that you would have to spend the money that you were, you uh, saved up all the years that you were in charge of Mitzrayim. Then that thing, all that extra money that you made during that time by being this, the retailers, by being the, the manufacturers, by being everything in, in Mitzrayim. So therefore, that's what you were going to be. So um, we want to get that money back. Now, how do we get that money back? By making you buy in our stores and food for yourself because there is no other food except the what you sell and uh, whatever it is, and that's going to be the end. And we don't pay you for your work. 
Why not just kill the existing people? I'm sorry? So why not just kill those who are there? I don't have to kill them. I don't want to. I better can do the work. But they're doing the useless work. Oh, that's a question. Now, what's, what do they get out of the work? So now, that could be the time on them. They got their kicks out of it. By Hitler, Gimach Shmoy, was also, was it really they needed the work? If they needed the work, why did they make torture? Why did they give them as a sub, sub food or whatever they get? But they're going to die in two weeks. That is more than, who cares? You know, we, don't, we don't really need them. And the guys, if they did something, shoot them. You know, whatever it is, they, you know, a regular, uh, even a behemoth, a guy has a bunch of behemoths, one behemoth ran away, he's not going to shoot it. He's going to try and catch it, go back at me, whatever it is. All of us, we were like worthless for, for them. So what was the whole purpose? They got their kicks out of it. They went and they made, they made vazas, they made, they, they made this uh, act, and, 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 and they killed us in, 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 in for these type of things. So they got into a bunch of these wars and they made up, uh, they put in these, uh, what do you call it, shaitan, uh, the, the, what do you call it, the Mitzrayim, the, the, their task, task, task makers, uh, and, and what do you call it, and they had Jews under them, and everything, and that's dumb as they to understand how that worked. How did they make? Did they make at that time uh, capos? In other words, the Yitzhim or ahead of the Germans, they knew that they had, the only way you're going to control the Jews is put by Jews in front of in charge of them. Like capos? Nah. I think that they, they, they had, first of all, uh, the, what do you call the, uh, the Yitzhim had their, their uh, guys in charge of, 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 of beating up everybody. What happened was, and why in fact, why was it, you know, uh, you know, by the capos, they're very mevuza by us, right? You know, you'll find one story about a couple that was good. Okay, good. But a majority of guys were doing it to save their souls, to save their lives, to save their thing at the expense of the rest of the year. So therefore, we don't consider them nice guys, and there was nothing to brag about about them, whatever it is. Yet the Sheikh Rebbe Yisrael are the ones that can fit in the Sanhedrin, they became the, the leaders of Kla Yisrael. Why? I mean, all a bunch of couples. So I want to tell you that it's not that they, that they didn't become, uh, 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 what do you call it, because they signed up for the job or yeah, even that there was such a job. What happened was they made the Maskeina Salvanim, and they, uh, they could be exist already even before. And, uh, you know, there are some, some people that are very worried, big worriers. I can never do it. I can't do it. It's impossible for me to do it. And as you're supposed to make 10,000 bricks today. I can't do it. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. So the guy is so petrified that he can't even do anything. Doesn't do even one brick because he's petrified. If he'd be able to relax and whatever it is and, and get down and make a position what he wants to do, he'll probably be able to do it. But Lamaisa, he didn't do that. He let the fear take better. So he came along another Yid and put his arm around him. He said, Yid, you got a problem. Don't worry about it. I make extra. I'll, I'll, I'll cover you. 
Oh, well, you'll cover me. Oh, now I can get to work without any worries. And all of a sudden, he produces himself. He doesn't have to worry. He says, the shaitan bin Israel. The shaitan bin Israel. So what happened, though, because it is, is that the the shaitan, the, uh, the guy, the, 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 the mitzvah, didn't get his kicks today. He didn't get a chance to beat up any Yid because the shaitan went and, 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 and did the bricks for them. So he said, okay, wise guy, instead of that, I'm not asking them for the bricks. You're the only guy who asks for the bricks. You don't produce, they don't produce, you get beat up. And that's what happened. Anything and that was how they became the shaitan, but they swore that they got beat up for Kali Yisrael. In other words, it's in there. Okay. Um, now, Exactly as I say, the main idea then of the work was basically to get the money back out of the Mitzrayim, out of the Eden. That was all the money that they took in during the years, hundred and odd years that they were in charge of uh, of the businesses and the whole finances of Mitzrayim. They want to get back now, so therefore they get they have their plan of how to get it back. Okay, good. Now, so it does make a difference if the work is worthless or not worthless. It's really irrelevant. They don't need anything built. So uh, I, do, I don't know if this many have been uh, told otherwise than by Sultan that there was a, that there is a minig by uh, by by Yekis that when they get to the word mora they point to their wives. Now, that sounds like a pretty bad <laughs> statement, you know, and stuff like that. So I can't answer you. But Moshe uh, Meir Weiss, comedy yeshiva, so he he gave a nice shot. He says, it says the women did, um, what do you call it, but it's perach, they did the work of men. And men did the work of women. What does that mean? Why is it that it's perach? I mean, the work of men, why is that nobody's spirit? So he said, what is a man's job? A man's job, what he wants to accomplish is he's trying to, uh, to create something. He wants to create something. A woman's job is not necessarily to create. She does, and she does it again. Let's say she cooks dinner and everybody eats it up. She cooks supper and everybody eats it up. And she cooks breakfast and everybody eats it up. She makes the beds and then everybody goes to sleep and she has to make the beds again. She washes the bed. She does the laundry and everyone dirties it again. She sweeps the floor and everybody dirties it again. So a woman's job is repetitive. In other words, a man's job you go crazy with repetition. That's why it says, peace and Ram says, we're not finished. In other words, whenever they got up to a certain standard, it, it sank into the quicksand and it was gone. So you had to rebuild it again. So what did they do? So it was futile work. You never accomplished anything. You're putting in all the skechas so you don't accomplish anything. So that was our way to spell. And the women, on the other hand, were put into jobs that could be finished. And which is not a necessary type of job because everything is new, 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 instead of being something that's repetitive. And that itself is, is an avoidance parah. 
So when the guy is pointing to his wife, you mean is your work for me is mother. Not that he's talking about your mother, but your avoided that, that, that I got that it didn't get stuck in its time was that was the mother. Okay, so now we came along the um Okay, there's a medrash that uh, how did he, how do you get them to work? So he uh, first he asked for uh, volunteers for the good of the country, and then he let her go off the ultimate and he kept the Jews. But when he made the deal with them, he made a deal for money. So when Alexander came, and they claimed to, to Alexander that the Jews. Uh, collected, uh, walked off with all the money they borrowed from us. They owe us all this money, and we want that money back. So what were the Yidin going to do? They went to Psychi Ben Hunchback. What did he tiny? He tiny to them, okay. Give us the schar that you owe us, all the money that you owe us in back pay. Okay, where's the money you owe us in back pay? Now, when they started off, whatever they did, the day, two days working, contract was never violated. No one ever canceled the contract. So what happened is they kept working hard things at, at whatever dollars an hour and whatever it is there. And at the end of two, uh, two, 100 years that they're working like that, they, the, uh, they'd, have, they'd have to pay it off. The economy of time would be bust. So therefore, that's what exactly what we took from you. We busted your economy. We took everything you had. And uh, whatever it is, that's what you owe us. You owe us possibly more. That could be. But whatever it is, but you're not getting anything back. That's for sure. And the, uh, that, that's a very important uh, thing that you're able to, uh, that you don't cancel the contract. And I believe that the Nazis in Marshman, uh, maybe, uh, Nuremberg laws, the Kaisha, what do you need the laws for? They're in charge. They're killing the Jews anyway. Why do they have to make a deal that in Kristallnacht, all the insurance companies are not hired to the, uh, to the, what do you call it, to the pay for the, uh, the Jews? Who cares? They're in charge. And the Jews aren't collecting, you're killing them in the concentration and killing them. Yeah, but the Yoshim, somewhere along the line, would go and bring up the laws that you owe them the money, well, then they would have to stop to pay them. So they had to make a law that they were part of the pay. And that would have saved the Mitzrayim the job too. They would have canceled all wages and said that we don't owe wages anymore, so maybe it would have been, but they wouldn't have had a tiny. But since they didn't cancel it, the, we, were, we were working on the first deal that we made. The first contract was whatever it is, and you, 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 you're not paying, so you can owe it to us. So that's what we got in the end. Um, then he tells the Mialdas Ivriyas how to kill the, the, boy, the boy babies. He tells me, you say, which I've asked many doctors, I get conflicting reports, and when I only have one mice of a mice, and therefore I, on that one, I'm building my own story on. But this is what the Medrash says. Pretty well, says, right? She says, 
Islam of Noim, uh, and the reason why, why he said it, Pari. Pari Biatzem wanted to get rid of the Jews. He wanted to kill them. But you kill them, this Yechayev Misa. In other words, at that time, they were still believed in the Zaymitzes B'nai Noyach. I mean, Yosef was in charge of the country. Maybe he brought it and put it into the country, the Zaymitzes B'nai Noyach. You don't kill. Kill for nothing is murder. And yet, you get that though. So let's abort. Abort for a goy is for murder. But for a Jew, it's not the same. So he says to them, you'll see before the head comes out, the crown, not the head, he gets the fire, comes out. And the thing there, you'll see if it's a boy or a girl. How will you see if it's a boy and a girl? Is a boy is born face down, a girl is born face up. So you can tell with by the faces coming out what it's going to be, a boy and a girl. And so on a boy, if you can see the hair coming out, just put it, just puncture his brain and he's dead. Right? So you could have killed him over there and you're not murder. That's only, uh, only uh, what do you call it, uh, abortion. It's not considered murder for a year. And on that, they didn't listen. Listening and... Uh, but you see how evil does go. He figured he's going to save the, the Mashiach Hashem is not going to get born until, uh, you know, because he's going to kill them all before. Came out that it didn't work. So what do you do? Throw them into the sea. Kill them directly. Now, now why? Because now I, I, I wanted to do a little bit of mur murder, not, not, not official murder, but murder through Shulchan, and to save myself the of murder, and it didn't work, so now I'll murder. In other words, whatever it works, that's what he does. And therefore, it's not a thing that's a tzaddik, just if he can get away with it, he's willing to do it. Now, is, is this really true in anything there? And the doctors will disagree. One will tell you that they, they turn all babies to face one way, face up. Doesn't make a difference. Some say it's just discriminate. I don't know. And they never, never think about it. Babies are born with a boy, a girl doesn't think about it, came out this way, this way, didn't think about it. I know of one case the baby was born in, in, the, home, in the home and the baby was a boy and it came down, face, it came out, flew out, face down. So I would say that that's the way it comes out, face down. But again, the doctors will tell you that's a fluke. Or, no, no, they won't tell you it's a fluke. They'll tell you, oh, she's right. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Okay. Then it says that what did the Mialdas do? Pari calls him in, I ask, why'd you do what you did? And they give him a Baba Maisa, that Lake Kenosha and Mitzvah is and the kids are all born already by the time we get there. Okay. Uh, so what did it say? Vayitevel Lakim Lamialdas, Vayorov Omai Natmoid, Vayikiro Lamialdas, Lakim Yaslam Botim, Sokdrashi. He had this once before. 
Okay, baby. Nico, I'm going to forget about what are the two things. What is the good thing? That's what he gave. That's, that's what it is. That's not what it says in the Pusik. Let's see the Pusik. Pusik says, That's the Hatove. But since they saw that you they're afraid of a coach Bokhu, but Aslan Batin, that was from for the era, not for what for what they did. So what does it mean? It means very simple. The success of what you want to accomplish, that is the biggest tatslocha a person can have, the biggest bracha a person can have. And for that you give up everything. But we tell her Yeshiva Yunka Kailingaman. I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to, I, I, I can make it the biggest Rosh Hashiva in the world. But one thing, you're going to have to eat bread and water for the rest of your life. I mean, what do you think? They'll ask me yes or no. Okay. They'll ask me yes. Right? So the Kashi is obviously uh, success is the, is the biggest Zach. You find even by the Goyim Lahabdu, by the ones who who were Mother Teresa, and in my, in my time was Schweitzer, who lived, who lived among lepers, take care, took care of them. And the lepers was, were cured, not, not cured, but they lived a longer time than they normally would have lived under, under hostile conditions. So people, being successful is a big, big matter. And that's what it means. You were successful. Baruch Hashem, the nation grew. Now, why did I make it bottom? Because you did this for Yerasalikim. Now I'm again. And that's why I made you bottom. Where do we see a similar thing that the Rashi somehow goes into this type of thing? So we find it in Vayetze. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In Chaisor. Uh, what was Chaisora? That Rivka, um, the what do you call Eliezer, gives Yivka all the stuff and everything there. And she runs home. Right? They go. Whatever he told her. He ran out. Rashi says, why do you run? Because he saw the jewelry. The thing is, he saw the jewelry after he ran. He says he ran first. He ran because he's a good guy. He's a nice guy, sorry, not a good guy. He's a nice guy, so he ran. That's why he went to, to, to his brother's family's house, the base of this, to get good good midas. So therefore, he went, he has good midas. Oh, but when he saw Rifke, what she told him and everything else, 
she realized this guy is one of those guys that believe in Avram's Taylor. But what in In that case, then he ran back out there and he says, I cleaned the house. What kind of guy is going to take out the Avedis from his house? But it's for guys who don't believe in Avedis Oh, I got to take out the house. And therefore, that's why he heard what they said. In other words, when he's heard, when he saw what he gave him, he saw what he said. So now he knows he better clean out the house. Not that that's a whole thing. So again, Rashi, why does Rashi say that? I don't know. No, I can't say. It doesn't tell us the names of the parents, right? It waits until Pashas Va'era to tell us who the parents are. And the reason for it is, as Shiva said, because the fact that the kid was born, light, light, how the house lit up, everything, all the, the nisim you can possibly think that associated with Moshe Rabbeinu's birth. About it has nothing to do with me. In other words, the parents didn't make, didn't create that, and that was when Ovenishalim, nothing to take credit for. When they use it the proper way, when he becomes a Mashiach Hashem, not just a, uh, another guy who's rich or whatever it is, they became a Mashiach Hashem. At that time, they can take credit and say it's our child. But the Benisham didn't give keiches to children to have, you know, good brains. You know, my kid's so smart. He can, he, he, he hears the shear once and he knows it. And he's nothing he can sleep the rest of the time. What a great man. The kid can know in, in one time the whole shear. Obviously, God expects a lot more from him than just remember the shear. He's, he's not, he's not going to be part of him just remembering the shear. He's got a lot of work to do. God didn't, wasn't unfair to the rest of the guys to make them work hard and then he's going to get a, a breezy way. We all have to work hard. Moshe Rabbeinu was raised in, in base power, right? Wasn't Yechevin and Amon's chenich? We'll get to that. We're going to get to Anyway, so what she did, she, uh, she was pregnant, she gave birth to a seven-month baby. She has three months that she was able to pretend she was still pregnant. And the baby is uh, obviously he's three months old and you can't pretend anymore. So I, got, I don't know what they're going to claim. They're going to claim, I guess, the baby died or something like that. And then they're going to ask you, where's the, where's the grave? So I don't know how they're going to get out of that. But whatever it is there, uh, we don't have the baby. The baby's not here. I was Mapu, or whatever it is there. And you go, you'll prove I have a baby. And you won't find it. It doesn't hit. Put down the suf, and the baby is there. And what did she intend is going to happen? I don't know. That uh, I'm giving it to you, God. You know, you gave me the baby. I can't handle him. I'm giving him back to you. That's it. I'm doing what God does with him. Why can't we say that he did the symbol? He went and he put it back. She said, I put it in the suf. I'm saying, and, what, what, and what's going to happen to it? No, but he said, if he, she said that to the guards also. I threw him in. He told me I have to throw him in. I threw him okay, in. good. And the Hanami. But, but again, what's she going to do with the baby? I mean, uh, so I just shipped him out, and uh, whatever is going to happen, it's going to happen. I said, so whatever it is. Anyway, the Beishim obviously made big nisim here, and Basibas Pari came, and whatever the stories are, whether she was Saras, 
and she then she touched the the baby, she touched the thing, and she became healed right away. That's why she went to adopt him. Whatever it is, or she went to become a Yubis that day, whatever the Mentoshima, I can put them all together, it doesn't make a difference. And, and the thing there, but she had Achmonis on the baby. And it's a funny thing, she says in the other uh, so therefore, if I'm going to bring him into the palace, they're going to kill him. Obviously, she's so confident in our, in our power, meaning being, you know, that her father loves her or whatever it is, that they won't kill her. That they won't kill the baby. And he brought it into the house. And the kids raised his power, his power's kid. Now, one of the, uh, I think Rabbi Leitcher once told me he saw it someplace. I don't know where he saw it, so I can't answer that. But, but he saw this. Now, why was Moshe Rabbeinu raised by power and stuff? He said the, the, the uh, kasha was when, they, when, they, when Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come back by the ego. So why did they make an ego? Why didn't they just pick ours for the, uh, to be the, uh, what do you call it, the next leader? So they say, a kalb from the Weiten, this is Gavi Shidduchim, a kalb from the Weiten is best of an egg in Aaron. In other words, Aaron, we know what the Chesreim is about. He jumped on the benches, you know, and I can't make him the chief, I know everything he did wrong, right? But a kalb from the Weiten, oh, him, you say he's the God of oh, we'll take a chance, I know my guy's fantastic, he said, we will for some, but that I won't take, you know, I'm going to go to the kalb from the Weiten. Okay, so that, that's usually what happens. Um, this goes for Rabbonim also, by the way, not just Shaduchi. Um, so the idea was that Moshe Rabbeinu should always be brought up in a Melech's house in order to know how to act. In other words, there was no, no association between any of the people and, and Moshe Rabbeinu. He's always a lord, a melech, and a different hanhoge that he has to the people. Okay. So what happens anyway, uh, um, what he called Miriam uh, was, said, uh, said Nevoah, that this kid's going to be the Mashiach Hashem, and they had to throw him into the, uh, into the sea, into the, into the river. So she went to see what's going to be with Hanavua. How's it going to work out? Now, this is a pretty bad moment for, for, for Yochevet. I mean, he has to take her own kid and put him in the, in the water and not knowing what's going to happen to him. Right? And all of a sudden, the Rabbanishu makes it not only that she gets her kid back and she feeds her own kid, she also gets paid for it. You see how the Rebbeinshim turned around the whole thing, that they see that the tremendous chizuk that they, they, they have, that they have their own kid. And obviously it could be because of that, she never had any worries about what's going to happen to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now when she's going to be brought up by Basis and brought up in the, in the palace, and there's so many Yishonis in the palace and everything else. And I thought PK, and I'm not worried about it. But meanwhile, for whatever time she was, he was by Pari, by, 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 by Yechebed, he became Moshe. What do I mean? You always have 
the, the doubts of, of Weibach that should I become my, uh, a, a super mom, meaning taking care of my mother and my kid and also go to work and everything else, which means I can't really show him the love that I want to show him, right? Or should I go and de dedicate myself totally to my, I mean, I mean to, to the kid, to, to the kid. That I can't really dedicate myself totally to the kid because I have to take care of the house, I have to give other things, but nice and then. Or I can give it to a babysitter who is totally in charge of only playing with the kid and whatever teaching that they'll teach the kid and stuff will be a lot more than I'll ever be able to teach it. Oh, but we'll be able to come with this love. So you know how you produce Moshe Rabbeinu? You produce Rabbeinu by the mother being the employee that's raising the kid. As I said, so she cannot do anything for anybody in the family. If Amram comes in and asks for lunch, she says, sorry, Amram, I'm working for Basi. I can't, I can't give you lunch, no. You'll have to take yourself. And stuff like that. And therefore, the whole chinuch, the whole time that she had was to spend with, 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 well, with, uh, with Moshe and to raise him and to give him all the heart. All the chinuch that he can possibly need when going into the base power. Okay. What about the rest of them? I'm sorry? Like they're one kid. What about the rest of the kids? Uh, I mean, they're just not working for Aaron. They're just not working for Aaron. You gotta get a babysitter. You could take one kid and. I'm working for the, for the princesses. You know. You don't have no uh, no story. This was all done by the age, like two. Huh? She stopped all that kind of thing. That's not him, by, by you two. But two in those years was pretty good. <laughs> Shmuel and Abi is arguing with Ailey at two, so, you know. Yes, uh, two was pretty good. But anyway, but that was you know, something that, uh, that would be the ideal kid. It's not going to happen again in history, so therefore, you know, only one more Shabbat in this day. Okay. Now, so there is a uh, Ibn Ezra that says Echov means Echov HaMitzriyim, not Echov HaYehudim. Rashi said it means the Jews, but the Ibn Ezra doesn't learn like that. And is, so what, what is the Ibn Ezra trying to say? Moshe Rabbeinu had his own plan. I assume that he was in the base Pari. I don't know what the laws of Mitzrayim were at the time, but he somehow figured that because of his, his great astuteness and godless, he's going to be the next Pari. And if he's going to be the next Pari, he'll free the Eden at that time. Until then, I don't have to work at it. Rabbeinu Shalom wanted to hurry it up, so what did he do? He saw Vayavisiglaisom, he saw them getting beaten up and stuff like that. He couldn't control himself, and he killed the Mitzri, and therefore he had to go into Bolas, and therefore all of a sudden there's a different plan is going to take place. But his original plan was to stay there and become the Paray and, and then save the kids. Okay. Um, 
And the next day he goes out, he sees two guys are fighting, Yomisakis Yecho, and then it's only, he only picked up his hand to hit, and he calls him a Russia. In other words, the point is that a, point, a person in anger cannot guarantee his self-control. That's the main thing that, that, that's a big problem. Personally, so therefore, once you raise your hand, that means you lost your self-control to that extent. And you don't know what you want to be afterwards. You're going to hit the guy. You're not going to hit the guy. Maybe you will be able to control yourself. This is uh, very Nagaya, I think, uh, to, to people who have marital problems. Now, uh, a lot of times, a therapist will tell a wife who's an abused wife, you must leave the house. He can't be trusted. He can kill you. Yeah, you know, he's violent. He's whatever it is. Meanwhile, we don't really find that he ever hit her. But you never know. He has such sin to you as is. So this is what I claim is chatting and what's wrong in this. The therapist is learning what they teach you at school. That's all those records and rhyme and poles or whatever else that you're studying are by Mankambalangoyim. And a guy who reaches this degree of abuse is a person that can kill you. But a yid, he knows he don't kill. He doesn't hit. He hits the abuse, he gets abused, right? There's tzchainess in him. But to say that they have to have the fear that he's going to kill you, I don't know if you have to have that fear. So it's really up to the woman herself. I don't have to convince her that she has to have fear. That's what they do. They try to convince her. I'm telling you, you're in danger. But out, you must leave the house now. He's not so partial. The wife can, uh, he knows better our situation than anybody. Anyway, we know a lot of years, 60 years is missing from Aisha's life. And a lot of hypotheses about it. Um, 40 years in Malach Kush, which again, uh, he's king. I want to touch one of the Chotim when, he, when he's saying to Moshe, when he's saying to Abanshlam, in other words, in Vaeva, really, because he's talking about that, was tongue tied. But in Vaeva, he's talking about In other words, I only spoke as a Melech. I never spoke as someone that's coming to beg. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can give a credible job by going to power and say, please let the people go. They want to be there. I can't do it. I can't beg them. They want to punch them in the nose. That maybe I could do it, but I can't beg them. That's the problem, I guess. When he asked for them to get off Shabbos, that wasn't the terrorist of begging. It's logic. It's, it's, it's uh, I, 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 when at that time, he came back already. He came back already. He's the uh, angel said, I'm going to give you when Aaron's going to be your speaker. Aaron knows how to beg. You don't know how to beg. Right. So he lost the talent, he's saying? He no, he never him. begged. So what did he do when he asked him to be off Shabbos? So when did he ask him that? Before he left, right? 
I don't know. I thought that was, I mean, when we did the Giants, maybe right? he yeah. did. Then it was a, 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 a simply financial uh, thing. It was a business. It was a mostly the business. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's easy. You see, the, the whole world can, the whole world agrees to it. You give a guy off for one day a week. I have the power of persuasion. I could talk. It's just like, yeah, yeah. But I can't beg. I can't beg. Or maybe there's a certain way how to talk, meaning you got to go to diplomatic, diplomatic school. You know, you have to be able to say this thing stock and say it in a very soft tone, you know, something like that, like Yehuda did with uh, with Yosef. Anyway, he lands up marrying Chipeira. Uh, uh, and um, okay, so we know that he's a gear, that he was already a gear, because when they get to us, we get lighter in, in the things. Okay. Called Gear Gershen, Kim Gear Israel since Nahuya. This is the first lotion you have to do. What, what does he thank uh, Eliezer? Uh, that he saved my life, right? Something like that. And they say, my God, the shame he was up to Yisrael. Yeah, in some Yisrael, they burn up his name and they say, you have a shame, I have Eliezer, you have a KOV, Bezzi, that's the name of Helkami. So, Chayra, you should be making, you should have said, you should be thanking. Because that's what we say. First, we save the from Pali. So he says that if I, if I if I was if I not if I don't feel I'm a girl, there's no point in saving me because I became already assimilated. No point in saving me. I think no. And. Uh, yeah, and that the uh, Shiva really learned that also in uh, the beginning of the Sadhu, uh, it says, Shmois HaNoshim HaBoyim Mitzrayim, but the music's constantly coming. They're not there. They didn't come yet. In other words, because uh, they would come already, then it's a two-way different thing. Okay. Okay, the Rabbeinism coming now to, to bring Yahweh to, to make Moshe the Mashiach Hashem. And he comes and he uh, appears in a snare. A snare in Uko, there's a fire in it, and it doesn't get burnt up, and he doesn't understand it, and he goes closer to it. And, and the Rabbeinism tells him that I'm God, I'm the Rabbeinism, Always hid his face, the other thing, he was afraid to look at it. For that, the Gemara says two things. One is, he lost a certain Adregi he could have gotten. Because later on, when he asked, Sylvanishim says, when you want, when I wanted, you didn't want. So when you want, I don't want. Therefore, you're not going to reach that Adregi you could have if you looked. At the same token, he was covering a pun of 
because he he he, he turned away. In other words, you showed a certain sneers in it that you like Yiva, like how could I look at the Rebbeinu and stuff like that? Then all of a sudden, because that other person is going to reward you, so you have things that have both always two types of uh, like a reward minish if you want to pay. There's no real right or wrong. It's whatever you pick, there's going to be a good thing to it, and so on. And uh, just to memorizing a story which, which you once had in the, uh, the shiva, you once had a holy meeting many years ago. And we had a shiva, we'll do this or do that. And we were going back for hours and we're not going anywhere. We're just going back and forth, back and forth. So we decided to call Hoshim. So we go over Rosh Hashiva. So he asked the know what to do. I give him one side and says, do it. I said, but there's the other side. And I said, the other side, do that. But the first side again, he said, stop. There's always going to be two sides. No matter what you're going to say, there's going to still be the two sides. Take, pick one and go learn. No, it's not wasting time. You're not going to gain a solution out of a thing which is not has no solution. So you have to do it. But on the other hand, what you do have, how would I know if there is a shtickle solution? What I really feel that I can tell you. And I tell you, I always tell that the people flip a coin. Not such an important decision as like I'm flipping out a coin when you're crazy. Right? So no. I'm telling you, do with the coin because the flip is like a muscle to the flip. Nothing like that. The flip will tell you what you really feel. When you flip the coin and it comes out on the on one one side, you say, "Oh, I wish it would have fallen on the other side." If you say that, then you know that you really want the other side. So that's what you do. The taka doesn't make a difference. Then do what you do with the one. That's the same thing. Do we say that the Gagoshi left already because the Banishalin only tells him I take tells hold of the wash, a makema knani, a kiti, a moiri, a pizi, a hiva, yivusi. And the Gagoshi is not here. So Mashma that they already left. Okay, the Gemara seems to say was when Yeshua sent the letters, they left. So could it be you can say, well, you know, they started leaving this time and they finished leaving that time. I don't, I don't really know the answers. Upshot is to say that since in the end they're not going to get the land, I mean, they're going to get the land of the Gagoshi, but they're not going to kill him. So therefore, he doesn't mention, now the bench knows the Osset, there's no point mentioning that, uh, that you're going to kill the, the, the Gagoshi because you're not going to kill him. Okay. And at this moment, Maishra Benu thinks that I'm going to send you to Paro and you're going to tell your speech to Paro and Paro is going to accept it and let you out of Mitzrayim. No problem about it. So, you know, give me a noichi. That's what he thought. And uh, the Benishim tells him, 
that what's going to be the, the bris, how are you going to know that I sent you by the fact that you're going to leave a couple of here. Now, that's going to happen after it's Israel. What's going to give the guys the trust before we go out? Before we go out, you don't need the trust. Before we go out, anything that's going to help me get out of here, I'm, I'm with you. When later on, when I'm thinking I'm out, would it have happened anyway? Did it happen because it is? Then, then I'm telling you, you have a way to you know that I, I sent you, I took you out. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the Indian of Eyashayah means I'm the God that's with you and I'm going to be with you. That means there are going to be many colors. And out of every colors, I'm going to be there to help you. Which is a better thing to teach somebody? To give them the security that no matter how bad things are going to be, we're always going to come out. Upshad is we don't mention it. We only talk about now. Right now you're in trouble. I'm going to take you out. So obviously, in the Benjamin Tobin, it means that's really the security we're looking for. But right now, the people are in such a bad situation that they just want to hear about now. Don't give me any more troubles about the future. I don't want to hear the future. And that's the thing. So you get things that when there's a, the times what to think at different times, when there's what to say at different times. Let's try and see if there's any comparison to that story. During the the Six-Day War, the, uh, if you remember, that Sunday, uh, the Arabs were keeping giving reports about how many planes they shut down and how they bombed Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim, how they took over and how many Jews they killed and everything else like that. And we just ran this huge hadas among the Eden, because nobody knew what was going on. And they remember they had a meeting, Yagurusa Abanam, and the Shiva spoke. And he spoke, he said, the terrorist says, Hashem Ish Muhammad means Kipshute. There is the only one that does war. Doesn't make a difference on who has more, who has less. He makes situations arise that cause it to happen. Uh, you can think about it if you want, about different cases of history. I'll give you a few examples. When the Armada was destroyed in Queen Elizabeth's time by Philip II, what happened? There was a storm that came up. All of a sudden, they crashed the, uh, the, the boats against the docks. So the invasion wasn't stopped by what he called it. Uh, the Japs were able to attack Pearl Harbor because they, they were thinking, they were expecting a few airplanes to come, and they didn't know that this, they thought this was the airplanes that were supposed to come. So they were able to do that. Uh, Napoleon was at, uh, at Waterloo because they had a third general that they were supposed to like, call on and, and, and when, when any one of the two, Ney himself, was in trouble. 
and they both sent a letter that both in trouble and they, 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 the guy got both letters at one time and therefore he didn't know what to do so he didn't do anything maybe it was the war it's crazy it's crazy stories but the only these stories that are big important stories happen you know, big armies won D-Day was held because they, they, they didn't expect them really to come on D-Day. It was too windy, it was too stormy, it's something. But it was obviously, it was enough that they were able to come, whatever the Pshan is there. So the Benishel makes things happen. It's a Shemish Muhammad, so there's nothing to worry about as far as that goes. With Benishel, whatever's going to happen, is going to happen with that, with the Ratzah and Kodesh who is. And that's the attitude we have to have, and that was the, the thing. So is that talking about all wars, talking about this war, you know, whatever way you want to touch it, which is a big enachum. Thank you. Yeah. So he said that he should go get the Zikin Yisrael. So my Shabbat said they won't listen to me. So first of all, it means Benjamin told you they're going to listen to you. If the Benjamin tells you they're going to listen to you, there's no question for you to ask, and they're not going to listen to me. I told you they're going to listen to you. Right? So the Shabbat is what's chatting that, and, and, and is it, it's a, feeling that, that it's unqualified or something to, to do with the union. And uh, listen to what he says, the idea was it's not so much that they will listen, they're going to come with you, they're going to join you. That's the point that, that he was told. And the truth is, he told them, and they all followed him, and they went. But at the end, only two that came, Moshe and Aaron, they kept sliding away every guy because they were afraid. Fear does strange things to people, and therefore there was nothing they could do about it. They, they gave in. And our belief target that the pain is going to happen, it's going to come. I wouldn't shout this.